Well, Oof. Back. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Doing Happy this. Thursday. Happy Thursday. 88th Thursday. The, wow. That's right. It's the 88th Thursday in a row. Yeah. We are, we are you know, we are troopers. I'm proud Unbelievable. Of us. I mean, if you had told me, if you had told me, right? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, and you said that at 75, and we're still here. It's great. I know. I said it, I said it at three. <laughs> we're still doing this? All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> there, was, there was some in, inflection point there in the middle where it was like, you know, like at the beginning, each week was kind of like, are we going to do this again next week? Are we going to do mm-hmm. this again next week? And then at mm-hmm. some point, I don't know, maybe episode 40, 50, something like that, it turned to like, okay, we're going to do this this week. And if we don't, it's going to be a some, big deal. I think it was some point around the first holidays when mm-hmm. it was like, this is, wait, this is fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> this we're isn't just something we're doing for Jay. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're it just being help. nice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does help that it is an enjoyable experience, Indeed. at least for me. I'm glad it is Indeed. for you guys, too. Oh yeah! Well, welcome back, boys. I have big news. I have big news. Whoa! Hmm? I'm gonna get huh? immunized. I'm not immunized yet, <gasps> but I have my oh, date. Excellent. Okay. I'm gonna get stuck in the 19th of April, next Monday. April. Excellent. Next Monday. Excellent. What you getting? Do you know which one? Would you know which one it is? Oh, I'm getting the Moderna. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. First of first of two. Hey, good. Very good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Heck yes. Absolutely. I would basically crawl on my hands and knees over glass naked at this point. To get my shot. Oh man, you're gonna okay. be fine. I'm excited. That's right. great. That's great to hear, dude. Don't you do guys that. Are There's fe- lines you, guys- you can stand in. <laughs> if, if worst case scenario. Just- you guys are feeling all right, though, right? You guys both got the one I- I shot can't deal. I see out of my right eye, and my my smell's gone. But yeah, everything's mm-hmm. great. Right, but other than that, you're good. Other than that, I'm. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm. Uh, I- other than this podcast, I've been speaking Russian, but. <laughs> Weird. Okay. <laughs> but right. other than just, that, just never in my life. Yeah. Which is now I'm just fluent. I, some, something about <laughs> yeah, something about hanging with you guys is, you know, I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm looking into it, but the, these all know. these all seem like acceptable trade offs at this point. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Take it. I'll take it. Do I get to see concerts? Great. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've heard though that uh, now that the supply is exceeding demand down in the southern part of the United States. Oh, oh is, is that, that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know the the amount of people that have wanted to get the vaccine has 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 been reached at this point in the southern states, which is a little bit mm-hmm. disappointing. Well, it depends on what percentage of the states have been inoculated. I think would be the determination yeah. as to whether it's disappointing hmm. or not, right? Is, I guess that's yeah. yeah. Are we in the fifties? <laughs> in the sixties? Yeah. Is it is it lower? Or is it, or is it um, in the teens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as they they stay down there in that little corner of the world, that's fine. <sighs> yeah. Give us the give us your music, but stay down mm. there physically. Wait, well, you're not inoculated. <laughs> yeah, but we know we'll we'll see. And it's it's you know, look. I mean, if you don't, if you're not willing to take the jab, then that's a risk you're taking. And that's I mean, right. that's so far so far. That's all we can say. And we'll we'll, we'll see what the. Uh, what the results of that are. Hopefully they're not bad, but... Uh, well but, uh, put, Ambassador. Well put. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to stay positive. Nah, man, you're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Thanks. It, it, get the damn shot! <laughs> <laughs> get the damn shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been traversing the at least the country there, Craig. Where at, Where are you at this yeah, week? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the East Coast this week. Um, I'm doing my rounds of Philly and then going to Bethel to work with the Resilient... Bird oh. clock says hi. Hey, bird clock. Mm. He says, welcome to the East Coast. <laughs> He's very excited yes, for thank you. Jay. Very excited for <laughs> Yes, yeah, Thanks. exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Birdie. Appreciate yeah. that. As one of the first vaccinated. Right, right. Bird clock right, is... Uh, right before Pence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, cool. It, it's funny. I tried to use that same joke about like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, he said, "He said, are you vaccinated? I was like, of course, man. I was before Mike Pence, you know? And he was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I was before Bird Clock. Yeah, yeah that would have been a tough, <laughs> tough be a little bit more. Yeah, man, Bird Clock, Mike Pence, I was right. I was third in line. Yeah, third in, yeah, line. Third in line, yeah. Little <laughs> uh, end joke yeah. there. You can mm-hmm. really find out who your friends are. You, Who's listening? You throw Who's a listening? joke like that. Who's listening? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's All right, do this well, thing. You, you guys are listening, yeah. and uh, 
I hope you guys are going to have some fun. We're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, let's get this thing oh, rolling. Yeah. What do you say? Let's do I'm it. I'm ready. Yes, sir. That's right. It is You Should Check It Out. It is episode 88. Coming at you on this fine and beautiful Thursday. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And let me tell you, boys, girls, ladies, gents, we have an excellent show for you tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm starting things off. Um, Go for it. I'm going to be talking about a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. A book. Very eh? exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick is going to be talking about... Uh, an elf gosh. man? An elf man. Yeah, half, man half elf, half man. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, He's I'll happy, take though. that. He's happy, take that. yeah. And uh, Greg, how would you describe your segment tonight? Oh, I'm going to be talking about uh, an artist I think that we all can identify with and have followed for many years who is uh, releasing something new and, uh, is and he something an good. Is he an orc? A fairy? Yeah, I get, uh, uh, kind of, all, he, kind of uh, everything wrapped into one. He's, he's <laughs> kind of like a uh, what's the type of character? A, a shapeshifter. Oh, a mm. shapeshifter! Excellent. Yeah. Very nice. Very there you nice. go. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I would. A, a, a vocal shapeshifter. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I get first dibs tonight. Let's do and, this. Um, let me tell you guys. It's what's been. The book? It's been a heck of a week. I there's there's a book. It's not very often that I get very excited for a book to be released. But okay. uh, as soon as I heard about this last year, uh, I signed up for on uh, my Audible subscription. I got the I got on the wish list. Ah, so an audio book. Well, mm. I mean, I, I I can't say the last time I actually picked up a physical book. I just I, I just can't say page turner now. So okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just reducing my jokes. Mm-hmm. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. No, it's fine. It's fine. I got. I'll try I got to it. supply you with more softballs here down the road. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but no, my my one of my musical heroes, Richard Thompson, Ooh. came out with a memoir. Uh-huh. Uh, just was released uh-huh. last week. It's called Bees Wing. Okay. And um, you know, it's it's a pretty fantastic read. I'll get into it a little bit later. But uh, to get things started off, I wanted to talk about. Uh, a band that he was in back in the 60s called Fairport Convention. And yeah. I wanted to play a uh, song. It's called A Sailor's Life. And this was a song that I had heard before. It's 11 minutes long as the original oh, album boy. version. Wow. <laughs> I right. will not be playing the entire version. But it's okay. a song that, I, I'll be honest with you, I never made it past maybe minute two. <clears throat> okay. The, yeah, the first five minutes of it are mm. literally just kind of like a recitation of this old English poem. And it's just mm-hmm. very, with like some very like washy instrumental parts in the background. And I never really got into it. But after hearing Richard Thompson describe it in the book, I was like, maybe I should probably give this thing a listen. And so I did. This is a first taker. They did this the first time. And this, there's no overdubs. This is uh, with Dave Swarbrick on. Uh, fiddle. This is the first time he played with the band in the studio, okay. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play for you kind of the middle instrumental section after the recitation. This is when it starts to crank up, and if you want to get an idea of how great a band this band Fairport Convention was, like wait until the drums really kick in and like kick into a rock groove, because it takes eight minutes for them to get Jeez. to this point. But once it gets there, it's like, oh. Snap, this is really this is really tight. So anyway, this is called a sailor's life fairport convention. Let's do it.
Nice. Nice. That's great. Yeah, that was, like I said, it was a first take. The, the cool quote from the book is that, uh, you know, Richard Thompson had just met Dave Swarbrick, the fiddle player. And right before they were about to hit go on this song, Swarbrick uh, turned to him and was like, would you call this a major or a minor key? <laughs> and hmm. uh, Richard's kind of like, he thought about it for a second and he's like, it's kind of both. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to call I like to call it minor minor. Minor minor. And then they hit go. And he said, you know, you can you can hear it. They're like feeling each other out. And then by like the eighth minute of, of the song, they're kind of like, okay, we got the we got the feel now. And he said they never that never really left them for the rest of the band. They wow. were able to kind oh, of that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So yeah, so uh, this is uh, the name of the book is called Bee's Wing, and uh, it came out on April sixth, and this was a, a really big gift to me because Richard Thompson is a musical hero of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about him a couple times on the podcast before. Um, it's been a little while; it's been a minute, I guess. Sure. Um, mm. But this was like, and and I'm not trying to like be hyperbolic about that. Like I'm not trying to like oversell this, but this to me. Richard Thompson means so much to me that it would be like if Greg, like Kurt Cobain, had a chance to write a memoir. And then read it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then read it to you. Or Nick, mm-hmm. if like Neil Peart. Sure, sure. Wrote yeah, a I memoir get it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like, I, I'm not, like, I know you guys think Richard Thompson, like, this silly little in- English musician, and he is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he is all of those things. But he means yeah. a lot to me. And to, like, to hear him read, like, what these parts of his life meant to him it's like essential reading to me yeah right yeah so yeah, i knew well, greg was gonna be traveling so I, I actually i grabbed this book i grabbed the book and i listened to it you it did. unbelievable yeah nick klein you read you, you actually listened or read this entire thing i was along the along along with the along with you with the ride yep absolutely. i can, i dude wow. I, I when i threw it out there that this book was coming out I really honestly did not expect anyone to actually take the dive, but I I am... It's, it, it clocked in at seven hours. I got seven <laughs> hours. Seven I've hours? Been, I, I'd spent three of it mowing, so it's fine. You know? <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you. Nice. Thank you. Well, yeah. So before cool. I get into it, like, Nick, what did you think? Did you have any thoughts? I, I, I Aside from, you know, we were joking ahead uh, beforehand that... The difference between like the greatest moments that he's talking about mm-hmm. and the and the <laughs> most horrible moments that he talks about are like there's there's literally no difference in his voice. He is just wow. deadpan, calm, yeah, peaceful, yeah. at peace with everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and not eating meat. And uh, yeah. no, I thought it was I. So mm. so in, uh, early on, it was a little bit like okay, I gotta I gotta be really I have to intentionally focus in here on what the guy's saying because it's yep. just so easy yeah. to just space out to. Um, it was a little dry, yeah. But, uh, oh man, all sorts of cool stuff. He had some great stories in there. Well, he yeah, sure I did. Thought it was, yeah. I thought it was really, and honestly, it made me want to go listen to the music because that was the only thing that was missing was I couldn't put the songs to, to context because I didn't know all the material that he was talking about. So, yeah. made well, me want to go I, listen to him. So, there you go. You win twice. That Well, that's cool. I mean, and that's honestly where I found myself as well, to be frank, because this was... It's the the name of the book is called Bees Wing, Losing My Way and Finding My Voice, 1968 mm-hmm. to 1975. And so mm-hmm. it should have been clear oh, okay. from the start that this is this is probably a part one memoir. Mm-hmm. I certainly hope that he comes out with a part two memoir. But as a as a guy who's a who's a fan of Richard Thompson's solo material, yeah. there wasn't much of that in this book. Right. At all. It only goes to seventy five. Right? It only goes he, to seventy five. He didn't Fairport in seventy one. 72, I think. 72 okay. is when was when he left. Or maybe 71 is when he <laughs> left, and 72 is when his first solo, solo record yeah. came out. Yeah. And so, like, I, in my mind, I was hoping to get a little bit more of, like, how he made the decision to leave Fairport and, like, what his motivation were, was and how he started to get into um, Islam and Sufi Muslimism mm. and, mm-hmm. and how that changed his life. That's really only, like, the last eighth of the book yeah honestly yeah, i don't know that i've even gotten to that because i think i've got like a half an hour left yeah and he hasn't <laughs> he really hasn't touched much of that yeah so so to yeah. me it was like in a way it was kind of disappointing but in another way to go back to what you were saying nick 
it was fascinating to me because he talks so much about Fairport, him being in Fairport Convention, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a band that I know about, but I have not done any real significant listening to. Okay. Frankly. Okay. Um, I would have thought I would have thought that you were way up on it. They just being such a big never, fan of Richard Thompson. They've never struck a chord with me, so to speak. Okay. Um, and the way I kind of have interpreted it to myself, it's kind of like Frank Zappa mm -hmm. with the Mothers, like his right. early well, albums sure. with the Mothers, versus okay. his yeah. stuff in the seventies. It's almost exactly the same. Like. I appreciate that it has significance, but I I just didn't ever gravitate towards it. Yeah. But gotcha. but going but having having him explain having the master explain what was going through his his mind and his life at the time made me go back and listen to some of this early Fairport stuff and really made me start appreciating it. Yeah. Cool. These guys are so okay. influential and and it's as a really really incredible band. They um and the part that really stuck out to me is how different they wanted to be than everyone mm -hmm. else on the scene. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the bands in England at the time, and we're talking like mid to late 60s, wanted to sound like American bands, which, you know, even like the Rolling Stones and, and to some extent the Beatles, you know, were ripping off American influences. Mm hmm Certainly, that's where Richard and a lot of his bandmates got some of their early influences was American rock and roll. But once they kind of started getting into it, they realized that the way that they, as a band, could stand out was reinterpreting English folk music mm -hmm. through the lens of rock and roll rather than yeah. trying to interpret American music through English a British eyes. lens, yeah. Oh, through yeah, a British yeah. lens, right. Yeah. Take somebody like Eric Clapton, who has made his entire career off of reinterpreting American blues music, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Richard Thompson looked at that and said, I'm never going to be able to sound authentic yeah. as an American mm -hmm. bluesman, because I'm not. Yeah. So instead, I'm going to look back to the English, my, my own English folk roots, which are very strong, Mm -hmm. English, Scottish, Wales, Irish folk roots, and try to reinterpret that through a rock and roll lens. Mm -hmm. And like once you really kind of internalize that and, and see that's really what they were trying to push. It's their like vision. It's, it was a yeah, vision, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really bold and and frankly kind of, you know, it, it didn't put them at the top of the charts, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but they were able to do some really interesting stuff. They're a really great improv band. I mean, I kind of... The way I hear them now is almost like a Grateful Dead, yeah. But but Very in much. Mm -hmm. Britain, you know. it was crazy how much time they would spend going through archives to find these old songs. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like he talks so much about like I was down at the archives, going through and trying <laughs> to find proper source material for the next album that we were working. Oh yeah, on. and, and yeah. It just yeah, the amount of time they went through like pouring over these old folk. Yeah, twenty five percent of the book is like him referencing artists that you've never just never heard of before mm -hmm. in your life. Because they've been dead for four hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's funny, man. Uh, whenever I hear um, you know G. E. Smith get uh, interviewed about Bob Dylan, people will say, "So, what's one thing about Bob Dylan that surprised you?" And he'll always t mention how how he knew the old songs, like the mm -hmm. oldest songs in American history, like pre-blues, like yeah. Civil, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying, like Civil yeah. War songs. Like he went and, and dredged uh, these old, 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 it, yeah, songs from America. You know, and, yeah. and he really knows them, like, just right, right. on the, right. Right the, the top of his head, you know, and so when you're talking about that kind of source material, I mean, there's that can be sort of an American equivalent to Richard Thompson right there in a way is is the Dylan thing because he's he, there's blues in there, but it's oh, not absolutely. the first yeah. thing. It's not the core. Yeah. The core is the the story, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, Richard and the entire group of Fairport, it's very clear that Bob Dylan was like a primary influence of mm -hmm. theirs. Like, okay. That cool. was kind yeah, of the, the touchstone for them wanting to do that because they looked at what bob dylan was doing what was he doing he was going back to the root the real roots of american folk music and mm -hmm. reinterpreting mm -hmm. it for a younger audience well they couldn't do that and and in their minds sound authentic right you know yeah so it wasn't their it wasn't their they, source they were yeah. like well instead of doing that whole game let's try to go back to british and scottish and 
Irish folk music and reinterpret it for a young audience. Yeah. Which I just, I like, I, I knew that kind of internally, but I just didn't know it like that. The other cool thing was um, how many how many stories he told about what happened in that time frame that later, much later became songs. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. stories of like this, you know, this, like the, the, there's that story of that girl that was a huge fan of his and <laughs> he's kind of like pushing her away. Yeah. Um, and, and how like 20 years later that was, that, that became this song over here. That's right. Um, yeah. Or him was, walking I, home I was impressed from... by that because it's just, he just stewed on that, on that experience for that long and it took him that long to kind of like come out of it with a, with a song idea, which is Definitely. super cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and also just on the whole Bob Dylan tip, the thing that like really struck me the most was that the more I've kind of listened to them and heard other musicians I appreciate talk about them, the more I've come to appreciate the band, the band. Mm-hmm. And when you hear Fairport Convention and particularly Richard Thompson talk about the influence that the band had on them, I mean, it's like staggering because when they heard music from Big Pink and the band, the first album, like I had heard Eric Clapton, like I, I, I knew that, that that those albums had a big influence on him as well. But to hear Richard Thompson talk about it, this was a band of young people that were younger than, than we were, that were mm. presenting American folk music. Like, oh, okay, you want to do American roots music? We'll show you how American mu- roots music is done. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can interpret this better than we are. And once they heard that, like something in them clicked and they were like, we're fools if we want to try to sound better than this band. <laughs> you know, it's we got to try to do something. It's, it, it's, it's silly because the band is Canadian. Except for know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Levon was the only <laughs> like gatekeeper to that, you know? And apparently, you know, that's, that's one of the, th- I think that's one of the reasons why they broke up is like, cause Robbie Robertson and Levon started to like not get along because I think Levon was like, well, I'm the only <laughs> real <laughs> source here, you uh, know? Let's, and let's kind of new, a, new world. How about that? North American. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no point taken. Uh, I just thought it was fascinating. And, you know, I, I love Richard Thompson. It was, it was fascinating to hear like him talk about this part of his life. Cause he's, he's a very introverted guy. He doesn't really talk too much about his life or what his influences are. Or like you hear snippets of it between songs. If you listen to live recordings of him, but um, to but hear you also him, hear the modesty come out in the book. Oh, Which is, yeah. I think, a oh, reason yeah. why the shyness is so front and center, because he doesn't like talking about himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, um, it's great. I, I can't recommend it to anyone, <laughs> because, Nick, I, like, I, again, I, I'm really appreciative that you took the time to listen to it. Yeah, that's amazing. I think I think you can probably echo my sentiment that... Greg, unless you're really into because you were all pissed off that we got vaccinated and you didn't, so I had to do something. <laughs> So, and he was going to be traveling, so we, we I, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll, ta- I'll I, take it. I'll take I, it. I'll take Greg it. wasn't part of this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit dry, but if you're into you know kind of esoteric knowledge, you gotta, about be, you, you gotta be you gotta be into him into his stuff though, right? I mean, I mean, he talks or, a lot yeah. about the psychedelic scene in the '60s. He talks about meeting Jimi Hendrix. He talks about meeting yeah. a lot of like. You That's know, cool. working with Jimmy Page, like a lot of stuff. So there's references oh, nice. in there that anybody can appreciate, but it's a little dry. I'll give you yeah, that. Gotcha, gotcha. He's, yeah, he's. You know, it's funny. Um, there's a. You may have seen. Yeah, you may have even read it, but there was a, a memoir that Flea came out with. Flea from oh, the Red Hot Chili right. Peppers. Acid okay. for the children. Right? Yeah, it's called Acid for the Children. And uh, any good? Yeah. Well, I didn't read it, um, okay. <laughs> but I heard. But I heard that. It does. It doesn't mention the Chili Peppers once. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, That's so that, I, I thought. I thought of that when you said, "Like, oh, it, it's actually before all the stuff that he made that I that I know that I like." I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's hilarious. That's pretty cool. Right. So it, anyway, I just just to, to sum this thing up, like it, it made me go back and listen to a bunch of Fairport, and I've grown to appreciate them more and more and i just wanted to play one more clip before we go uh it's a song called autopsy it's off of uh unhalf bricking it's really cool it's uh it's in a bunch of different time signatures so i know you guys would appreciate you know that kind of thing all right i like that stuff 
Get your calculator out, Nick. <laughs> you know, there there's, the, there's some jazzy notes in there <sighs> that you might like. Um, and with the inimitable Sandy Denny uh, on vocals, uh, this is pretty classic stuff. I think this is from 1969. It's called Autopsy. go hmm. good stuff yeah nice good all right stuff. nikki what you got buddy all right well, i got i got a, an artist i'd like to talk about as well um Ooh. saw an article mm-hmm. uh in uh in pitchfork i saw an article that said <laughs> uh danny elfman announced his first Ooh. solo studio album in 37 years nice <laughs> 37 years 30 i was years. two the last time <laughs> this man put out a, an album um, and it, it, accompanying the article is an incredibly creepy picture. But why don't why don't we why don't we listen to a little bit of, of Mr. Elfman uh, and get a sense of what this yes. guy's doing, and we can talk about him a little bit. Indeed, there's a lot to say. one the the cheerful episode yeah yes <laughs> some dark stuff from mr elfman <laughs> my goodness my goodness so, so danny elfman's he's this guy's this guy's like listed as uh i mean you would if you see his name you would see like film composer that's really sure, what his yeah. his sure. primary credential is at this point um he's done he's done the film scores for all of uh all but one or two of tim burton's movies um Actually, a ton, a ton of different movies throughout the years. Oh my God, yes, he's so prolific. Yeah, so, so much, so much, so much. Uh, but before that, he was the he was the, the the lead man for a band called Ongo Boingo, which was this <laughs> weird like 
punk ska, like avant-garde group or something. Yeah. I don't Good know. Good luck trying to define right, them, but... man. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's like art, punk, ska, but some yeah with like composition it's crazy but like uh, i mean just we'd be remiss not to mention the fact that i mean the man cre- yeah. the man did the simpsons theme yeah yeah yes yes you know absolutely. that's one of the greatest most re- you know recognizable you know melodies in yeah. full stop, our time man. yep yeah he's a, a brilliant guy yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Next, I, I, next I didn't give anything away there <laughs> next to like the super yeah. mario brothers theme song that's like Ben's <laughs> yeah. world right there the yeah. Simpsons theme and uh, Super Mario Bros. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, um, yeah. The guy's crazy prolific. Um, and apparently, in '83, he released an album, and uh, and this is his his follow up to that. Um, so, <laughs> no, but he's been he's been recording in uh, during the pandemic. And uh, honestly, Oingo Boingo was a band that I was aware of as a kid. Like it would, he, it would Dad would mention Oingo Boingo when we would talk about Zappa, mm-hmm. um, but I never really gave it much much playtime. So I actually listened to a bit of it today. Ah, oh, man, it's some, it's some, it's, it's so funny because all I hear are Tim Burton film scores. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I really do. It's so him, and it's so quirky and goofy and dark, yeah. but also funny. Yeah. Um, that it's just such a weird combination of, of this guy's this guy's aesthetic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but you guys, do you guys have anything to say about this guy? Uh, I'd love to to chime in and say that uh, another thing that he put together, which, you know, you mentioned it, it it falls in the Tim Burton realm, Mm -hmm. Um, but but he did uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Mm -hmm. and and he actually sings the main lead part. That's actually all Danny Elfman. and. Mm My son Jackson has been obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas, like <laughs> since not last Christmas, but the Christmas before that. <laughs> and okay. so I've listened to that entire soundtrack <laughs> so many times, and but I don't. It doesn't bother me because the music is so dense, and I'm just like trying to figure out, like, okay, you know, like, okay, he just modulated again, like, what's you know, like, where'd he go, you know, <laughs> just yeah. kind of trying to follow his thought patterns and um, and we actually jackson and i even went to a sam ash music store and bugged the people to find the book you know the actual like uh it's 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 kind of like an easy version so it's not like the full score but um you get we we, we, yeah we got a little bit of a of a nightmare before christmas like song book and uh but it took like 45 minutes of searching we were just like (laughs) hell-bent on getting this book and so now i have it and it helps and you know sometimes i'll you know when christmas is coming i'll, I'll practice the songs to play for him Aww. a little bit you know that's cool um but uh you know it's brilliant stuff man and the voice is good too um it's very it's musical theater you know in that yes, case but yes. it's classic you know but it's, that it's is really his voice stuff. he's got like he's got a musical theater voice yeah, and, and yeah. it's also like his persona is very theater um and, oh, and that, was, that was a big thing he brought to the, with Oingo Boingo was it was also a sh- it was a it's like an art show like yeah. the whole mm-hmm. thing was an experience really really cool guy that we haven't really ever talked about but yeah no, I, I, like I I know I looked into Oingo Boingo like in the early college years around the Napster time period like because mm-hmm. I was really getting into Frank Zappa and you know if you look into like any kind of avant-garde music he'll come up as like a related artist you know yeah. so I definitely went or down a, those a good entry point Right, right, exactly. But I never Accessible. made it further down the Oingo Boingo path than uh, Dead Man's Party. You got, you guys know that song? Oh, no. Yes. That's a freaking great song. I love that. It's really fantastic. But I mean, it's kind of like a, like you said, it's it's ska, weirdo, freak out. I mean, it's all over the place. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It never really, past that, Oingo Boingo never really resonated with me, but... I like any kind of, we all like any kind of artist that's willing to take the kind of artistic risks that a guy like Dan, Danny Elfman is oh, uh, making. And especially with yeah. what he's doing now, like, that is really, yeah. really, I'm loving it, man. I'm yeah, loving it. it's got a, it's very dark, very dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. I listened to the, I listened to the Oingo Boingo's last album that came out in 94. That was pretty, there were some good, there were some good tracks on there. Cool. Um, pretty interesting. Cool. What were you going to say, Greg? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was... He's been releasing a couple of these songs um, from his new album. The first one I heard was a, a song called Happy. Okay. Which was released in, in October. 
like um, of last year. A roof, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah and exactly, it's, it's, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, we know that one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's real, real toe tap. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't want to play weddings. that one. I don't want to play that one because it's it absolutely terrifies me, and it leaves. It's you know, a horror show. Yeah, it it absolutely is, and uh, right. you know, it do not watch that video right before you go to bed, or um, with children, or with children oh, of any Oof. kind. Yeah, uh, but there was another one that he just released more recently called "Kick Me," which I really, 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 really like, and because it sounds like like a Trent Reznor kind yeah, of like side do. project. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they definitely um, have like a, a Nine Inch Nails sound to them. Yeah, and it very you know heavy on the social critique, you know, very like big on making fun of social influencers and stuff like that. And like how mm-hmm. awful our society is and culture <laughs> is at this particular period in time. Mm-hmm. Can I give that a spin? What do you say? Do it. Why not? Kick do it. reminds me of what's that that reminds me of these youtube videos where somebody takes a speech and <laughs> plays to it like right, finds right. the time he's like let's find the time in this in this spoken word part because it's him just saying the word in the that's great that is great <laughs> i just uh, think it's cool so cool experience. man and like what is he he's got to be in his 50s now right oh at least i think it's yeah, later than that yeah I, yeah i just love it like Late 60s by now, man. He's still I, got I, the blood and the vitriol out there to spit that kind of stuff. I love that. 67. 67. Kind of, 67. 67. Yeah. All right. There you yeah, go. Yeah, dude. I, you know, that, that, that last track kind of reminds me of um, the last phase of, like, King Crimson. You know, sort yeah. of. Uh, okay. Like, the, the sort of more, re- more... No, 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 no. Like, the more oh. recent, like, much more recent... Um, Happy, that to be, happy to be happy yeah, with that, what you have. To, yeah, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, lyrically too. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, definitely. Sort of draws on that a little bit, I guess. Yeah, We're coming from Adrian the same Ballou. place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty cool, man. I don't know. Yeah, like, totally to me, it's just it. like it's, it's really cool just to see like anybody like talking directly about the kind of like crappy mm-hmm. kind of culture that we have going on in our world yeah. right now. Like, right, it's, it's an artist to, to to be talking about it so directly yeah. is yeah. cool. Yeah, and, you know, it also kind of gives me dope, like a Bowie, like the Black Star album. Hmm. Yeah, you know, okay. I kind of got yeah. that a little bit as well. Yeah, nice. nice. And also um, the the prolific nature of the guy's output. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, right. the album comes out. The album comes out. I think you know, June eleventh. It's called Big Mess. So I'm looking wow. forward to listening to the whole thing, but oh yeah, but, uh, wow, that's there'll be some hype behind that probably by the time it comes out. Totally, I think we might be getting in a little bit early mm-hmm. uh, on that one. Very cool, man. Yeah, good stuff. I could all talk right, about him. What... I could talk about him for a while, man. There's so much stuff, amazing stuff he's done. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We can we can catch it. We can pick it back up when the album comes out. How about that? Gee. Yeah, it works for me. Gee. Good. Greg, we'll what are we doing, Greg? Well, I, you know what? I'm going to hop on to, uh, I'm going to piggyback from uh, Danny Elfman to another kind of ex- yeah. eccentric, prolific, weird vocalist, composer, avant-garde type. Well, that makes a trifecta for today's there episode. There we go. Then. There we go. There's a common yeah. thread. I like it. There's yeah. a theme. Uh-huh. Um, my subject is actually also just come out, coming out with a, a new recording. 
this is someone we've, I'm sure, talked about since back in the day, back in the college days, uh, mm-hmm. 2000. I'm talking about Mike Patton, ah. the vocalist for such bands as Faith No More, mm-hmm. Mr. Bungle, um, Fantomas, <laughs> And, and best friends with your boys, the Chili Peppers, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> that I don't think so. That I, yeah. But um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bunch of stories about that that I've heard. Yeah, they're um, funny, they're funny. And then also Tomahawk. That's a, that's another one of his bands. Yeah. Um, he owns, he has his own record label called Ice Pack Recordings. And he is just someone who's been, uh, I don't know, on my radar since late high school. Mm-hmm. And I can get in more into it, but let's let, let's play. Uh, if you, in case anyone out there had, isn't familiar with his work, it's hard. You can't put it. You can't <laughs> sum it up in one song. But this is, I think, a decent intro. Or if you already know him, you'll probably dig this. <laughs> this is yeah. business casual from the new yeah. Tomahawk album. This one. He's a beast. And you know what, man? Tomahawk. Okay. Let me start at the beginning. Do it. So, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in high school. You guys met me right after high school. Mm-hmm. I was big into prog bands, Rush, Dream Theater. I see a picture of Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater with a shirt that says Mr. Bungle on it. And I was like, <laughs> who's that? So I go, I, I look up Mr. Bungle. I found one of their CDs at like Borders Books and Music, their first uh-huh. CD with a that clown crazy on one? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all pretty nuts. But yeah, the, yeah, but the but the the one I got was the one with the clown. Yeah, that album is pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's very much like it's like Z- Z- I mean, I I came later to find out that it was drawing heavily from Zappa, mm-hmm. you know. But it was my it was kind of my introduction into avant garde music. To be honest, was that first Mr. Bungle? It freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. It actually freaked me out. But I but it also cracked me up. Yep, you know yep. they talk. They 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 talk about all the things that like late teenage dudes like to talk about. <laughs> as, yep. You know, all those things were on there, and um, and the musicianship was out of control. And they would like within within a thirty second span cover like oh, five different yeah. genres. Oh, you know, yeah. and and um, they actually uh, so that was their debut album, self titled Mr. Bone. And then they put a second one out called Disco Volante. Mm. I never really got into that one, but people. That's the People, stuff of my nightmares right there. That one's pretty challenging. But the <laughs> third one is it, the third one is really worth checking out if you've never California. heard of Mr. Bung. It's called California. Yeah. That um, some there's people I've met who are pretty, you know, who have taken a deep, deep musical dive and made it their entire life, and they'll say that that's like one of the best albums they've ever heard. And wow. you know, and I, I really, I, <clears throat> I know what they mean. It's, it's a very special album. And part of what the beef between Mike Patton, Mr. Bungle, and Red Hot Chili Peppers is because I think they were California and Californication were both <laughs> supposed to come out the same week. Oh, I and didn't I realize that. <laughs> on, on the same label, on both on Warner Brothers, I believe. And and they were already at each other's, you know, they didn't like each other. Yeah. Um, because I, I think Red Hot Chili Peppers, when, when Mike Patton was in Faith No More, 
they thought they were ripping them off. They thought you know, they were ripping them off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So in any case, but Mike, you know, faith no more. Uh, epic. You want it all, but you can't have it. That's Mike Patton. Yep. That's how. That's how everybody generally knows him. Yep. yep. So he still sounds like that. He's still doing his thing. <laughs> He's a beast. The cool, yeah. The cool thing is this guy's voice is like he puts so much. T- I mean, like that's. Like his vocal range and that's it's like his his craft is his voice and he puts yes. so much time and effort into that. Like, yeah, right. sorry, go ahead. And yeah. You know, we, we obviously all have been listening to this guy for a long time and mm-hmm. he's continued. Um, he, he's, he's had all kinds of cool like super groups. Fantomas is one of them. He has Dave right. Lombardo right. from Slayer yep. on drums and Buzz Osborne from the Melvins That's on right. guitar. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we, I actually saw Fantomas open for Tool once. That was pretty rad. Um, they're also pretty challenging. But Tomahawk, I found, was like this really nice sweet spot of accessible, accessible Mike, Patton, to Mike Patton music. <laughs> you know? And sure. I honestly, I, I can't complain, uh, you know, any of the records that I've listened to, I kind of feel that way about. And I want to talk about this lineup real quick because it has the guitarist from The Jesus Lizard, which is the band okay, that I played nice. for you okay. guys right recently. On. It's all coming together, Greg. So, it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. And honestly, I'd forgotten that until I, I, I decided I was going to talk about this new record. I forgot that it was the guitarist from The Jesus Lizard. Tell me so somebody who spilt milk's in here. Tell me somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and then the drummer, more interestingly, though, is uh, his name is... Oh, it's Stainier. Getting, John Stainier. John Stainier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is the drummer in... Two bands that I love, Helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Helmet is a band that I listened to since middle school, since like seventh grade. The same yeah. guy from Battles you know? too. Yes, and Battles. Yes. He's the drummer in Tomahawk, and gotcha. that, okay. yeah, and that is really he adds nice. a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can yeah. hear that. Now. And then, and the, yeah, and then the bassist that I also believe played in the Melvins as well. So, and it's it's a cool, uh, you know, quartet. Nothing too off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, specifically, this new album, which the name I don't have in front of me, I apologize. What it's, is uh, Tonic Immobility? Thank you, Tonic Immobility. So that's mm-hmm. the new one. And there was a, uh, a a recent interview in Forbes magazine of all places uh, with Mike Patton, <laughs> and he described this um, the process for this one. You know where everyone's just like staying uh, remote or whatever. And he had some personal stuff. He didn't want to necessarily meet up with everyone. So he recorded all the vocals at home and he just, he just said like, you know, for this one, I just kind of kept it pretty minimal. I didn't orchestrate too much. Yeah. I just tried to, I tried to leave as much space as possible. And, and I think it paid off because he can be so creative and so, but it's when he has that kind of limitation and the, uh, the rest of the band is so killing. Yeah. You, yeah, you that, was the thing I, that was the thing I took a, away from that article, Greg, that you shared was that for Mike Patton to say that he's going to like, you know what, I think I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to let the music speak for itself and kind of, you know, fit myself into that musical piece. I, that for is Mike not Patton on brand with that, Mike Patton. That, that is, is not, not on him. brand. <laughs> yeah. But that's really cool. Right. You know, yeah, and when, when, a, when a musician who is at a, as high a level as Mike Patton is, you know, to to integrate that mindset into their approach is really it usually turns out pretty well. He's growing up. It's great. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, well, you know, it's like yeah, it, it seems like a step forward. And, um, yeah. What what I mean, I, I could go on and on, but uh, I know he's done. Um, another thing is uh, I've talked about Serge Gainsbourg on this show mm-hmm. before, the French singer. Yeah. They did like a tribute uh, to him at the Hollywood Bowl, a tribute concert a while ago, and like yeah. Beck. Sang at it, but Mike Patton did some songs as well. Is that on you know, YouTube diff- or anything? I'd love to check I that out. I think some of it might oh, be. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. So you know, he just has a he's got a swagger to him, and <laughs> there's a very <laughs> funny clip of Mike Patton at a music festival, and he's in the artist area, and as he's being interviewed, the band Wolf Mother is on stage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and. I don't know if you remember Wolf Mother, but they came out. They, they're very much similar to like how Greta Van Fleet is like an obvious Zeppelin ripoff. Yeah, Wolf yeah. Mother was like an obvious Sabbath ripoff. Is that yeah, what it was? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> so he's being interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, the new album is da 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 da," and he just like stops the interview. He's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Are you hearing this?" Sh-? 
<laughs> and then just complete. He's like, what the f is this shit? You know, so you have to beep that out a little bit. You know what? It's a very yeah. funny clip. He's like, a, he's a more caustic Henry Rollins, if that's possible. That's exactly, that's <laughs> yeah. a good comparison. Yeah, that's, right. that's a good line to draw, man. Because every time I'm much... going down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos of Mike Patton, I end up at Henry Rollins or vice versa. <laughs> right. He's he, he. They're rebels in that way. It all leads they're... back to Noam Chomsky, I think. It's, it's funny. Yeah, in some way, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's, no, was, there's definitely... I, just this past week on my Facebook feed, an old classic Saturday Night Live, Night Live clip of Faith No More playing Epic. Oh, um, yeah, that's classic. Introduced by, I think, John Goodman, of all people. Yeah. Sure. Right, right, right. This <laughs> is a very young yeah. Mike Patton, like, climbing up on, like, the, the set yeah. and, like, just being crazy. Like, what a, yeah. I, what a, cra- what a cool band. What a cool, what a cool person. I love that. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's definitely, um, you know, he's out, he's out there. He's outspoken, and he's got his... He has a, like a philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that he. I think that's something he was able to establish pretty early on, and like I don't think that anyone has ever like taken him on, Mm-mm. you know, Mm-mm. in that in any in any kind of or way like him that. Down, yeah, right. And he and and he he says uh, you know a lot of that philosophy became pretty clear in this again in this recent article to mm-hmm. me where he's like, hey. Uh, I think the interviewer asks something along the lines of like, "Oh, you're seeing these artists enjoy the enjoy their uh, this ability to create, to be more creative." And he's like, "What are you talking about? It's our birthright, you know? Like, you mean like <laughs> we should be enjoying this? Like this is what yeah. we do, you know? Hell yeah. It's not enjoy; uh, it's a birthright." <laughs> yeah, for for well, for just anyone, you know, for for a creative that is, you know, I, I don't even know if you necessarily narrowed it, narrowed it down to that, but I think just like as humans, you know, we have the right to to do whatever we want in creative yeah, spaces, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to exercise that to the fullest of my ability. And, yeah. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah. you know, so he's definitely been a torchbearer, I think, in, uh, in the, a lot of artistic and musical communities. And it's, a, it's always cool to see, uh, see him putting out something that's worth listening to because sometimes he puts stuff out. That's well, Meh. you know, less palette, less, less accessible. It he led much less accessible, and it, but that's just part of his thing. And if he didn't do that, then he wouldn't be dangerous in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he also supports other people who do, you know, follow that kind like, of thing and do the same. Yeah. And I, I want to say he's also like hooked up with like John Zorn, people like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I think he, John Zorn played with John Zorn played with Mr. Bungle early on. I think mm-hmm. that, 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 that may be the case. Yeah. Collaborated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's but, a band called Naked <clears throat> City that John Zorn has yes, and like yes. Bill Frizzell is in it and yep, yep, Patton would sing, Patton would do some weird stuff with them as well. It's kind of like, it's like Yoko Ono almost. <laughs> like, like, you're, getting, you're getting into like that whoa, realm whoa, 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 whoa. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's not too far. Crazy. Too far. Too far. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of dangerous trailblazers, guys, I hate to say this, but yeah. I actually do really hate to say this, but we lost DMX last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It's a, it's a really big shame. Oh, I, 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 you know, DMX was like, I can't speak for I think you. We found all, out but about it during recording, didn't we? It was like we the next found out about his. He was in a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we found out that he was. Yeah, that he had been. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Jay. No, no. All I was going to say is I can't speak for you guys, but. I, you know, back in the day, like DMX was kind of like a punching bag for me. Like he kind of was like the guy that just all he did was go and whoa and go yeah. roar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he wasn't I, like a literal punching bag for Jay, by the way. No, no, no. In case anyone thought Jay would engage, I would not have made it back from that <laughs> engagement. Very brave of you. Very brave of you. <laughs> but no, he was just kind of always the guy that uh, I thought that his only contribution to music was to go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's little john um, isn't it what? well little john's like a disciple <laughs> disciple i know i love him i love him <laughs> in, a, in a way yeah but no no I, in the in the intervening vening years i have listened to more dmx and i have grown to appreciate him and yeah. uh he will be missed and he is a, he was a trailblazer and he was a, a great musician so yes you know salute to dmx and we should we should play one clip but does it can, can we play my personal favorite clip oh. of DMX which is not from an an actual recording. This yeah, is absolutely. him at a oh, thank you. It, it is uh this is DMX. I believe this is right after an interview he did at a radio station. And okay. an intern or 
somebody at, th- at this station approaches him with lyrics to, and this is around the holidays, lyrics to uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And they say, would you do, would, would you rap Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> for us? And DMX goes, hey, I already know all the lyrics. I'm like, <laughs> like, doesn't need the lyric sheet. And immediately starts like pounding out a beat on the desk and starts rapping Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I watch this every time around the holidays. I make every, all my friends watch this. It's so good. Nothing gets and, you in the Christmas spirit, like DMX no, freestyling. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and so you'll have to, you, you're going to listen to this. And notice, that. listen to the beat. You're not, you, you can't see this, but like listen to the beat. He's pounding this out as he's rapping. Okay. Yep. So this is DMX doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rest in peace. Okay. God bless you. Yeah, miss you, man. I know the lyrics. Would you do us the honors of spitting the Reynolds Reindeer? Um, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blissin, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Put off the Reynolds Reindeer, had a very shiny nose, boom! And if you ever saw him, you would even say it close. Come on, come on! All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Come on, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you ride my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out weekly, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down to history forever. You go down to history forever. You go down to history. What? <laughs> that is going to be Dude, I'm, so <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did I get the names right? For the Did I get the names oh, right? For the so good. Nice. DMX, yeah. baby. Too soon I mean, gone, he's, man. I, I, yeah. We, we were playing that in jest, but honestly, like he, he is a luminary and like, we will be missed. DMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, not everyone could make that. <laughs> now. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's it for this week, then, boys. It we was a good one, man. We we actually we had a theme. It. We tied it all together. You know, know. and we're kind of like we are kind of like these three artists that we were talking about. You know, we're out on a limb. We're doing whatever we want. We're not going to be hemmed in by any kind of corporate bullshit. We're trying not trying to, to cop anybody. We're no. trailing, blazing our own trail. Yeah. 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 I'm not yeah, we're trailing our own blaze. <laughs> we're trailing a blaze <laughs> of tra- trails. Yeah, man. You just blazed that trail. <laughs> what you gonna do about that? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Rudolph! Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? Forever! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, sing us out, baby. I'll I'll oh. I'll give you the beat. Nope. Oh, Tell man, people I, I where to find us. Okay. Y-S-E-I-O podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's where you'll find us online. So send us a message right now. Anyway, uh, Forever. <laughs> something like that. Forever. What? <laughs> all right, all right. So that's our email address. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You know, we on Twitter at shouldcheck is our handle. Anything <clears throat> on you should check it out.com. Indeed. You find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review, tell a friend, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, we fine. out here. Hey, reach out. Let us know what you want to talk about. This Saturday, April 17th, I'm going to be playing out live. Yes, I'm going to have a guitar kind of or two strapped in my hands. Oh, oh nice. Live on the live stream. Do you check out uh, Janine Wilson Shock Band? Shock a guitar on in the... each hand or something like that? How are you going to have Pretty two? much, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. And I got a you ukulele got on my teeth. <laughs> hammering. Just hammering. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Janine Wilson Band. Going to be live on Facebook. It's going to be a good time. Sweet. Oh, Janine. Uh, Got to give a shout to Janine. She's been working yeah. hard on these new tunes, Greg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she, she's a trooper, man. She I, is. I, I, I wish she you guys, is. I wish you guys a, a, a great show. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Cool. Appreciate yeah. that. And I right appreciate it. I appreciate you all. And uh, if there's no no further okay, ado, we'll see you back here next week. What do you say, guys? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. Peace. peace. Happy week, everybody.